0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Brooklyn advances with their win over the Celtics. They dispatch Boston in five, and now they will play the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. That begins game one Saturday night in Brooklyn. And I think we can all agree that's probably going to be, at least you hope it will be, billing to be the, the best series that we'll get in the Eastern Conference be just because of the matchup and because of how compelling it's going to be, the Bucks, a team that has been on the, the cusp of championship contention for a couple of years, waiting for them to make that next step, this might be their biggest challenge. And can they be up to that challenge? Then there's the big three of Brooklyn averaging 85 points a game mm-hmm. in their first-round series against the Celtics. And, Jay, you're not really taking the Celtics seriously like as far as, like, yeah, all right, but this now, this is the test for the Nets. Oh, this is, this is their biggest test thus far. I mean, for a team that hasn't really
1: jailed yet, that still has to – look, every team has to go through growing pains. This year you had Katie, I was out for a little bit of time. Yep. You had Kyrie that's gone through different things. You had James Harden I was out for about a month and a half. So now they're actually finding a rhythm against a team that is retooled and P.J. Tucker, Bobby Portis – Bryn Forbes, Drew Holiday, like bring an element of toughness to this team mm-hmm. and shooting to this team. Um, so that, that matchup between Giannis and Kevin Durant, yeah, that, that's prime time. That's prime time. Drew Holiday and James Harden.
0: You got MVPs going ahead there. That's time. special. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And James Harden is the one guy that makes the offense. He unlocks it for Brooklyn. So seeing how Coach Bud, who, look, I, I think – how they play in this series will determine if Coach Bud is the coach of the Bucks next year. Wow! What if we it see? Will.
2: What if we see clean, smooth play from Brooklyn, where they're just kind of coasting along and getting it done? In Milwaukee, on the other hand, is what we've seen the last three years.
1: I think Coach Bud is done.
2: No, I mean what? What? Not even necessarily the coach, the makeup of the team. Do you now all of a sudden start to say, oh? Here we go again. Giannis is – Well,
0: Key, on on his point, if this is a close series, we expect it to be scratch and claw, which means last two minutes, big possessions, big shots. Who has the big shot makers? Is Giannis a guy that gets it done late, even on the free throw line? No, he hasn't proven to be that guy. Brooklyn's got three guys that can do that. So there's the thing. Like, if you get to the last two minutes of these games and it's a close game, we think this will be a tight series – the the I mean the upper hand and that's where again more of that Giannis you know criticism will come out is can you can you get it done in crunch time because he hasn't been able to do that well he's not the crunch time player I think we've recognized that haven't
1: we. So that, you, that player is Chris Middleton. I mean, he's been the guy who has the ball in his hands He was against when the they Heat. need yep. to make big shots. I mean, he was even last year.
2: But they got three versus one. Yeah. You
1: guys are talking to me like I'm picking Milwaukee to win this thing. I I, I never came out and said that. Well, just, i was just
0: asking you for, for it it you're the like basketball expert. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all come at me <laughs> like, <laughs> he's <laughs> saying, he's like, but Whoa. you're the basketball expert. That's why I want to <laughs> get yeah, your response I, to I, I still have Brooklyn winning. I just think that,
1: you know, for anybody that thinks they're going to just walk in this series and win it, and uh, gentlemen sweep like I don't think that's the case. Okay. So you think, think it goes going, seven I games? I think it goes six or it goes seven. seven. I'll
0: tell you what I, I can see. Also, uh, if they win this series, I could see them going like because if the Lakers look the way they look, and they lost last night, they got blown out last night. Anthony yeah. Davis being Shh. injured, and uh, and how about this by right the way? If you don't want to, you know, LeBron saying we got our ass kicked twice. He said it twice in post game. So okay, you see how he feels, and. Snoop Dogg, who's a pretty, pretty big Lakers fan. For sure. Yeah, okay. for sure. He went to Instagram, and he said this. He always goes to Instagram. He said, never thought I'd say it, but we sorry. I, I want to say it like he says it. We sorry. We sorry. We sorry. West Coast. And Yeah, that's a West Coast thing. And the Clippers, better than us. Frank Vogel can't coach. <laughs> and what?
2: we left something off of the week We left yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: Sorry, AF. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm missing that last part. Yes. He said, Frank Vogel can't coach, and he wants to know why. Tries isn't playing. Montrez Harrell. Great question. And get no run. And then he said, this is heartbreaking. AD hurt more than Mary J. Blige records.
2: <laughs> you know what he means by that, Yes. Right? The Mary J. <laughs> well, Mary J. I'm J. not going to gonna ooh, cry. She was going in that pain. In going through that pain. That was the Mary J. we wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I but man, he said he
0: called the Lakers soft.
2: Yeah, it certainly seems that way, but I would hate to, and, and, and Snoop is my dude, but I would hate to call professional athletes soft, but every time you look up falling on the ground, something wrong with you, you get a scratch, you got to go in the locker room, come back out. I mean, to the point where even the Diesel and, and Charles Barkley was making fun on TNT about the Lakers and Anthony Davis, about – Advil and Icy Hot and street clothes, nicknames, things of that nature. It's just like, God, but this is, you know, I feel bad for AD because the moment that you think he's gotten over that, then all of a sudden this happens.
1: Well, here's the thing. I don't think he got over anything. I think he was just playing through injury. He can still be dominant with injury. Well, play through injury
2: again then. I
1: I, I understand that. We're on the same page. I did have a question I want to get both of your unfiltered opinions about because I think it's just really interesting. We haven't really discussed it.
2: Is that the name of a show, Unfiltered?
1: I don't know. There's always Could some be. kind of un-something. I don't know. A lot of unsomething shows. Um, how'd you guys feel about LeBron walking out with five
0: minutes left to go in the game? I mean, I don't... It went through the tunnel. Nothing big was made of it, so yet. I don't know if he returned... Because he did. You, you did see him at the end of the game. I don't think he returned. You didn't though. see him at the end of the game with the group when the, when the final buzzer was there? Was I, 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 I got to be that? honest, I didn't have the game on at the end. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, too busy yeah, watching yeah, yeah. Once that Portland got, and Denver play, yes, but I, I think that would that be interesting show. even did he come to back? have
1: people call in and tell us what they think did about that. They think I don't about know if he about back. came back. I do not it was
2: over with for me. I wasn't sitting there watching. We see him right now. Yeah, I think But what I would say is that's fourth quarter, five minutes.
1: forty-one Up 30. No, he didn't come back. If he
2: did come back, cool. Maybe some reason he went to locker room. But if he didn't come back, the reason I don't like it is because what we're doing right now, we're having a conversation about it. So it looks bad, right? It just looks like you are so frustrated with being around your teammates, being in a position to get worked by 30 that you don't want to be a part of what's going on and you're trying to separate yourself from a disaster.
0: They got worked by 30. And I don't
2: like that for him. Right. Like, I I just, you know, you could have sat on the end of the bench and put your towel over your face maybe and and then decided. Now, if he had to go in there based on – the the them team doctors or something telling him to go and, and let's go in now. Then that's a different story. But if he just went in on his own and he just decided, said, man,
0: I ain't got time for this, that's something different. Yeah, and I if I knew if I knew if he did come back or not, because I did think I do think I saw him on the court end of game with his teammates, so he might have come back. But it just yeah. the, the look is what it is. But you know, Jay, you said he's he had to be Space Jam three that he had to be, you know everything he had to be you know when superman in this game in three well, but no, his I, I, teammates I, well, look Dennis well, Schroeder going oh, for the game that's a major problem KCP comes back from injury and he just he is not left effective in the game and because of the, yeah. yeah i mean you, you just could see that they just didn't have whatever they needed and that, that includes the effort. I mean, you know, Snoop said heart. I mean, you know, you're missing a lot of that stuff well, in a key, game that said, was a pivotal really, game. yeah see, key, what I Laker said yesterday, fans, though, ride
2: on them. No, that's that's how we are. are you guys, yeah, yeah the star guys, player always
1: gets. Yeah, he always gets. What it. I was saying though is that look, when LeBron has 25 and seven or eight, like for a normal player, that's a great game. That's a great game. Mm-hmm. 25 and seven, mm-hmm. right? But we're watching things like what Dame did. Or we're watching things like what Jason Tatum has done, right? Like you're looking for those monumental games. And my only thing is, if like they for look LeBron, like 25 empty. and seven is a, Those are pedestrian yep. numbers. We know LeBron can do that in his sleep, right? Right. So like, you're wondering, like, does LeBron, like, what's the next gear for LeBron? Like, does and, that's, and that's, can, that's he, a, get question and, and can he get believe, there at 36? Can he get there? I think he can, but I think we didn't he can, see
2: it. But I also believe that, and it's just something that I believe as an athlete that have played at a high level professionally that when you feel like you got to carry night in and night in and night in over and over and over again, you get somewhat dejected at some point, right? At some point it's like, damn, I got to do this again. And, And then all of a sudden it's like, well, man, I made the pass. The dude didn't cut. He stood there. So now all of a sudden nothing is going right. Nothing is going right at all. I'm trying to hit shots. And early in the game, he knocked down a 30-some foot straight from the middle, bottom of the net. Mm -hmm. As soon as he came down the court, they passed with the ball again. He didn't even give it. He just, boom, and it went out of bounds. So that told me right then and there, he felt that he had to put it all on his back one more time. And that's a lot of weight to carry. I don't give a damn how big he think his shoulders are. At some point, it's tiring. Now, he may come back in game six and put it on the shoulders, which I believe he will at Staples. I believe he will.
0: I'm telling you it is definitely now all of a sudden becoming that it, the the reality of him being out in the first round changes everything obviously in the West, but I also think for the East, for the Nets, I mean if that's a team that you won't have to face in the finals, does it so much changes. would
1: it change your perception of LeBron James? No, him going out in the first round, no, no. not at all. I, I
2: got so tired of them saying, I'm with you, too. LeBron yeah. James has never lost 14 straight in the first round. I'm like, okay, so what? He might lose. I really this enjoy one. your
0: announcer voice
2: because that's what some I don't even remember what it was, but I just heard it and it was, it was rare. it was mes- making me very angry
0: at the television set. All right, let me do my announcer voice here. It's Keyshawn J. Will Zubin is presented by. Progressive insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance.
2: Next up.
0: <laughs> so let's talk something positive about baseball, something great that baseball is doing uh, today, June 2nd. And uh, it is just an amazing thing that, that is happening all around the sport right now. They're calling it Lou Gehrig Day. Uh, what you'll have um, in game day all around the league is, is t- taking a moment not only to reflect on Lou Gehrig and, and his impact on the sport, but also on ALS, which is also had been known as Lou Gehrig's disease and something that does afflict many, many Americans. And, and the idea is each each team's going to have their own ceremonies, but you're also going to have a, 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 a featured ballpark moment uh, with ALS advocate Steve Gleason from uh, the NFL, from his career there, who is also has ALS, and in this video – uh, as well, you will have a narration by Cal Rifkin Jr., who, as everybody knows, broke Lou Gehrig's incredible record of consecutive games played. And we are fortunate to have Cal Ripken Jr., the Hall of Famer, join us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Cal, first and foremost, it's great to have you. Good morning. Thanks so much for being here.
3: Yeah, good morning and happy Lou Gehrig Day.
0: Right, very much so. And, and can you tell us, in your, you know, from your experience, just the importance of having... A day like this, your connection probably for the rest of your life and beyond uh, to Lou Gehrig as well. Just how important this is for the league to do this.
3: Well, I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, When you use the collective power of uh, of a sport, uh, as big as Major League Baseball, you know, to shine the uh, light on uh, um, ALS, I think it's fantastic. And you have one of your most celebrated uh, players, one of the best players ever to play the game, in Lou Gehrig, um, and he might even be a better off the field person than he was an on the field person. And the way that he handled the news of getting ALS and his life was ended two years uh, afterwards, you know, the way, the grace in which he did that, um, and his, uh, I'm the luckiest guy on the face of the uh, earth in, in that speech, you know, uh, it, it's, he's done so much for ALS. So probably his legacy is less about being a baseball player and more about, uh, you know, uh, bringing awareness to ALS. So my connection to him uh, is obvious. You know, I, w- I went after, um, I ended up breaking a record that was thought to be unbreakable. Um, and during that process, I got to learn about Lou Gehrig a little bit. And, uh, and I got compared to him uh, as a baseball player, which I thought was unfair. He's a far better baseball player than I ever was. But every once in a while, they would compare the man, um, Lou Gehrig, to me. And I thought that was the ultimate compliment.
2: I can't believe that I'm actually talking to Cal Ripken Jr., I had chills right now. Pretty <laughs> cool, right? Oh, yeah. so cool. I yeah, mean, it think about it, Earl Weaver and Eddie Murray and those guys. I was, I was a kid, so just, God, and I'm a baseball guy. So, it's like, that's what's up. <laughs> hey, Sean, I
3: thought you and I were the same age. Oh, God, <laughs> stop.
2: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Cal. Did did somebody get in in your ear and say that? I got to get these grays (laughs) off the side. (laughs) Why, uh, Cal, why did it take Major League Baseball so long to come to this day?
3: You know, I'm not sure. I know the uh, – I remember the the ice bucket challenge that went around the country uh, that got uh, awareness. It it really came from a grassroots effort, and uh, one guy's uh, – uh, who, was, who had the uh, disease to say, look, I want to do something about it. And how do I get partners uh, collected to do it? And, and that was amazing. And I think that success, you know, pushed another grassroots uh, effort um, this time around that started with all the families and the people that had it. What can they do to help other people? And the obvious move was to get Major League Baseball involved. Uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, Lou Gehrig, best player uh, in the league, um, and, and to have them shine their collective power uh, on the issue, uh, I just thought it was a wonderful thing. Uh, I mean, Lou Gehrig as a player is enough, you know, really to look at. Uh, he was the most clutch player. He was greatly respected. Um, he had all the admiration as a baseball player. And he was the epitome of an everyday player. You know, we play and we grind it out in the sport. And it's not easy. Um, and he went out and did it every single day. Um, and he was the model for someone like me. So he was a an inspiration for me to be considered uh, an everyday player, he was, he was the ultimate. So uh, I don't know why it took them so long, but I am so glad that uh, they did. Commissioner Manfred, uh, I, I think, uh, was a, a big part of that. I know I had had some conversations with him um, about it, and I just think the, uh, the idea was fantastic. And each and every year, this is the first one, each and every year we'll be able to shine that light um, on a very horrible disease. Kyle, J. Will here. Is it true that you've never watched the replay
1: of you breaking Garrick's streak uh, until a couple of days ago? Is that
3: true? Well, it was was this uh, last year on the 25th anniversary. I I decided that I I preserved the memory um, of that night from my own eyes. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And I refrained from every once in a while you'd see a highlight on TV and I would turn it off right away. But I decided to sit down and watch uh, Chris Berman You know, uh, and uh, and, you know, we in that 21 minute uh, ovation, uh, Chris didn't say a word. And I thought that was uh, that was pretty interesting. But uh, going back (laughs) and watch it, I was able to take in some things that I didn't know was happening in and around me. And it was it was a wonderful uh, way to go back and look on 25 years.
0: Cal Ripken Jr. joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Again, celebrating Lou Gehrig Day today, June 2nd. It's when his streak began. It's the whole Wally Pip story. That's where it began. And that's why they're celebrating it at Major League Baseball right now. You can go uh, to auctions.mlb.com. And there's plenty of great things there for the Healy Center. To benefit the Healy Center for ALS, uh, 30 autographed and authenticated Lou Gehrig Day commemorative baseballs, one for each Major League club there, and plenty of other things as well. Uh, to, to donate and be part of a cause and a very obviously important cause. Uh, but but again, Cal, your your story is amazing when you think about, like you said, it was a record that people thought would be unbreakable. You broke it. And I know you've been asked this before, but as, you know, sports has evolved and, you know, we see in the NBA load management, we see in baseball how, you know, how pitches are handled, how players are handled. Rest has become such a big part of all of sports We always talk about records that will never be broken. Some things that, you know, again, DiMaggio's hit streak, you know, whatever you might want to consider. Yours to me now feels like the one that you even said, Lou Gehrig's unbreakable. I broke it. No one's going to break your record. Not because no one will try is that players, it's the athletes. I don't think nobody will ever be allowed to break it. Do you feel that way? You know, in some ways you think uh,
3: um, they don't want the everyday player to be defined as 162 anymore. Uh, I think it's about, uh, let me get the best 145 or 140 out of you, um, and that'll be just the same as 162. So if the mindset doesn't change, then certainly uh, management uh, won't won't allow that to happen. But there's been some guys that have pushed themselves um, and, and went to 162 and realized that uh, they, they had their best year. It's not a matter of, You're going to be tired during the season no matter what. Uh, The only time you're 100% is maybe the first day you go into spring training, and then you play from somewhat less than that. As soon as you realize that you can compete at the highest level and do really well and finish strong in the month of September, less than 100%, you've proved to yourself you can play 162, and then it's a matter of just doing it uh, each and every day. If I can do it, certainly somebody else can. And I think the value, baseball seems to – you know, every 10 years or so, they kind of revisit something that uh, they hadn't revisited as if it was new. I think the everyday player, the value, the intangible, of the everyday player will come back. And I think uh, you'll see some people that will have uh, their own versions of the streak. It- it'll take a little while for- to erase me, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> yeah that, that's the, I guess that's the big part of a streak is not only do you have to be durable enough to get through every game of every season, you got to be pretty good. Like It's not like you were a guy that they were just penciling in every lineup. You were a superstar that they needed you playing every single game. And I don't know you – know, well, that's why well, I asked that question is is you, I don't know if the way they value players, the way they use players today, if we're ever going to see that. Again, that, that's the only reason why I asked that question. But if I can, I'll, I'll stop now making that point. But If I could
3: add to that just a second. So I would love to have a conversation with Lou Gehrig. I mean, I had, I had the chance to talk to Sashio Kinogasa through an interpreter. He had played 2,215 games in uh, the Japanese league. And just talking about the grind and the approach and why it was important to him. And really, it was the same as it was important to me, is that you, it's your job. You come to the big league or come to a game ready to meet the challenges of today. You know, playoffs can, can come down to just one game. And it might happen in April, May, June, July, or August. And you have, you'd have to be willing to make that, uh, uh, um, to reach that challenge each and every day. And that's what uh, Sasha did. And I'm certain after I've learned more about Lou, it was less about his own personal consecutive game streak and then look how strong I am. Look, look, I'm the iron horse. It was more that he had a responsibility to the team and the team counted on him. But it'd be great to have that conversation.
2: I got a double-barrel question for you. What can you make of what Jacob DeGrom is doing on the field for the Mets and who, if anybody, for that matter, was a tough pitcher that you went up against in your day?
3: <laughs> well, it's interesting. You have six no-hitters already, I think, in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And when I look from afar, I'm not one of those players to say it was better when I played because I think the athletes get better, um, you know, stronger, faster sometimes mysteriously, but in uh, um, and, and other ways, you got the power pitcher that uh, used to be, he, the power pitcher used to uh, overpower you uh, with, his, uh, with his stuff, and he didn't always have the, uh, the most pinpoint control. But now you're seeing power pitchers like the Grom that uh, not only can heat it up to 101 miles an hour, but they can hit low and away, inside, up, up. They, they just have the control to go along with that power. And when you get that going on, you know, the hitter the is pretty much defeated. You have you have eight guys that play defense, you know, behind the pitcher. But when a pitcher, uh, a power pitcher, has it going on, he almost takes care of business all by himself.
0: Do you feel like the game is, has really gotten away from its roots, though, when you think about how much they've tried to make it appealing with the home run, and then analytics have come in and told you, oh, yeah, home runs and strikeouts, that's the way to go. You're seeing the way defenses are playing. There's wide gaps in, in certain areas of the infield, and yet no one's hitting for contact. No one's trying to, like, oh, you're giving me the whole left side? Let me hit there. That's gone away. There's some thought, like you've said this every 10 years, the game sort of reinvents itself. Do you feel like that will ever come back, the idea of of taking that hole and putting it through, get on first base and move runners? Or has analytics taken over to a point where there's no coming back?
3: Well, I think you've already started to see a little bit of a change. Um, I'd go back to watch the World Series. I have been away from the game for a little while, but I watched every pitch of the World Series last year um, and you start to see small ball come back in. And a lot of the teams that have had success winning the World Series, I don't have the stats in front of me, but they cut down on their strikeouts. and They might have been the top uh, top team or the second or third team that cut down on their strikeouts. So putting the ball in play, the intangibles, uh, small ball, hit and run, moving a runner, getting on base at, at crucial times. When you face the best pitchers in the league, you have to figure out how to execute and manufacture a run. Um, Lukey Betts last year did that with his legs. Uh, The contact play, the hit and run, um, uh, the sacrifice bunt almost went away. And there are times when they were appropriate in the course of a game. You need to execute at the highest level to beat those other teams, and that's part of the game. So I see that coming back in in small ways. But I I was analytical when I played without all the data. But the important part is um, take the data and learn how to apply it so so you can be a better player and also be a better team. And I think right now – there might be too much um, um, emphasis on, here's what we think we got, and this is a competitive advantage. Let's, let's use it as opposed to really applying it uh, on a day-to-day basis. But I think the game's going to come around, and they'll see the value in those small little things that you do. The intangibles in the everyday player. You know, the presence of Eddie Murray. Uh, Keyshawn, you mentioned Eddie Murray. You know, Eddie Murray was a fantastic leader by example. And if you're in Yankee Stadium and the, the crowd is going nuts you got a one-run lead, or they get a first guy on, then, then uh, they get a second guy on, first and second, no outs. Then all of a sudden, a bunt play is called. Eddie Murray had the ability to look around to see if everybody was on the same page. Sometimes he'd call timeout call people in and say, okay, it's simple, successful bunt plays just to get an out. You know, we don't have to get the guy out of third base. We'll still have options. And all of a sudden, you look like we had a rookie second baseman uh, one time, and you could see the look in his eyes. Like, at that moment, he needed to be calmed down. And Eddie was that person. And so, how do you place a measurable value on that presence of mind to do that so you could execute at
0: that moment? Yeah, yeah. And there's no analytic on emotion. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But, Cal, our emotion is that this was a thrill for us. So, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your day.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I nice enjoyed it.
0: Again, the Hall of Famer. Cal Ripken Jr. on the That's Goodyear awesome. Hotline again, especially. Should have been a Dodger. <laughs> Not bad for an Oriole, right? Not bad for an Oriole. Again, Lou Gehrig Day today, uh, uh, celebrating today for the first time, the inaugural Lou Gehrig Day in baseball today, and uh, efforts to raise awareness for ALS uh, all around the league and, of course, all around the country. Uh, We thank again Cal for joining us here. KJZ presented by Progressive Insurance. So coming up, a double nickel in the playoffs that we've not talked nearly enough about, and maybe you didn't even see it. Well, that coming up after Jay has this from O'Reilly.
1: Oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts is here to keep your car on the road with the right parts. Advice from the professional parts people and their free loaner tool program. There's no need to purchase a tool if you're only going to use it once. Your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store has more than 80 specialty tools available to rent for your next repair. Refundable deposit required at the time of rental. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and ask about their free loaner tool program or visit O'ReillyAuto.com.
0: Back to the NBA we go. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And as we discuss some NBA, let's bring in an NBA player right now, Miles Bridges, third-year player from the Charlotte Hornets, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Miles, good morning. Got to start out with what happened last night with Dame Lillard. As a player, as a current player in the league right now, when you see a performance like that, do you even get like as a fan just sits their mouth open like oh my god like the shots he's making when you're in a game you're worried so much about competition but as watching do you get caught up like a fan does watching a player cook like that
4: yeah for sure i mean it's incredible to see damian Lillard do that type of stuff i mean he's he's been doing this for years um and that just shows the, the work that he puts in um every day um but for them to, for him to drop 55 in the playoffs with 10 assists, um, it just shows the credit to his work ethic.
1: Yo, Miles, let me ask you a real question. When you were at Michigan State doing your thing, did you expect your game to go to the next level the way it's going to the next level this year?
4: Um, I mean, I mean the work that I put into my game um, and, and the coaches that I have, the development system with the Hornets, um, I, I felt like I just got better each year. Um, at Michigan state, I know everybody, everybody in college was the man. Um, but once you get to the NBA, um, it kind of changes. So I just had to, I just had to work my way into, into what I'm doing right now.
2: Miles, you played against the Nets. You've seen them. You, you understand what that is and how difficult it is to guard those guys. What scheme would you put together to try to, I don't know, take out one, two, all three, if you can.
4: Uh, I mean, there's it's no way you could take out all three. I mean, you have one of the best scores ever in KD, um, James Harden, um, and Kyrie is a dynamic scorer too. So, um, you just got to be on your p's and q's on, on defense at all times. Try to stay aggressive, um, but it, it's tough to stop those three guys as you can see. Um, but I, I think I think the Bucks they they have a great they have a great defensive scheme for them. Um, I, they played them well all year, so I'm I'm excited for this season for this uh, series.
1: Dunk of the year, Miles. Your dunk or the dunk of Anthony Edwards? What you got, man? What you got? Talk to me. Uh, Your dunk was real, I don't though.
4: Know, man. I, Your dunk was real, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. I I would, have, I would have to go with mine uh, just based on <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> that Clint Capello was a shot blocker. I mean, yeah. Anthony Edwards, he had his head over the rim, and, and that was a great dunk. But, yeah, but can you name who I'm he sorry. dunked
0: on, though? so you can name uh, who you dunked yeah. on. We
4: know who that is. That's the difference. Yeah, you, you could... His name's Utah from the Rappers, right? Yeah. I don't know how I said last. Laugh. Exactly. <laughs> no, you got it.
1: But that's the that's the difference between that and Clint Capella, yeah. man. Clint Capella is different. You see what yeah. he's doing to the Knicks right now. Why'd you have to bring that up? I'm just telling you, that that's true. He's the one that talks about me to drag Miles. the Knicks into this right now.
2: <laughs> Yo, Miles, <laughs> <talking> what you <laughs> what you think, Miles, is gonna happen to my Lakers, man. You think we're getting sent home or we gonna rebound?
4: Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't know. I mean, for me, I have a lot of faith in LeBron. I mean, he's been putting these situations um, a lot of times and he's delivered so um for me I'm expecting a game seven um but the Suns are looking really tough right now but like I said I have a lot of trust in LeBron so we'll see how that goes
0: Miles Bridges predicting the series will go seven there's your first hot take Ooh. on ESPN Miles so we're going to remember that when Miles Bridges joining us right now on the Goodyear <laughs> hotline I got to, you know what, and again, your third year, and you you started each year just taking that step. This year, taking a huge step, a lot of eyes on you now. Everybody's got to watch that Hornets team, a really good young core. LaMelo Ball is somebody that a lot of people have watched this whole year, some arguing about whether or not he still could be rookie of the year despite the time that he missed. What is it about him that we don't know that you as a teammate knows that you could tell us that, that would make us appreciate him more?
4: Um. Just, just just, what he brings to the game. I mean, when's the last time you see – you could say Ben Simmons, but when's the last time you've seen a player that can create for his teammates um, play at the pace that he does? Um, and he puts in a lot of work. That's what people don't know about him. People just think that he's just, just talented. But he, he puts in a lot of work in the summer, um, and, I, and I can't wait to work with him this summer. But, But the way – the passion that he brings to the game and all that, you can't teach that. So – like I said, I I can't wait to work out with him this summer um, and get better as the years so come. One
0: of those guys that makes the game easier, would you say?
4: Yeah, for sure, definitely.
1: Miles, are you concerned with Joel Embiid's injury? And there's been so much talk about Ben Simmons not being able to shoot free throws down free throws down the stretch. you think that's a major concern for the Seventy Sixers?
4: Uh, for me, I, I feel like I feel like the Seventy Sixers have have a lot of weapons. They have Tobias Harris, um, Ben Simmons. He's been doing a great job of of playing defense for them and doing everything for them. I mean, Joel Embiid, he was a big, it was a big loss for them. Um, but I feel like they have the tools to, to, to make it, um, one more game until he's able to to hopefully come back. I mean, you hate to see, you hate to see a player go down like that, but I feel like they have enough tools to, to win their next game.
0: Tom Izzo, we've had him, uh, as a guest on the show, you obviously played for him. Uh, there's, there's, He's had interactions with players. It happened again this year. Everything's made of it. We heard Draymond Green talk about how that's just the relationship you have with a Tom Izzo. We've talked to him about it. He also said the same thing. You don't know the relationship that we have. Can you just, can you talk about your experience with him and your relationship with
4: him? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had an, uh, a number of those altercations with, with Coach Izzo. Um, but that just shows his passion for the game, how much he loves his players. Um, he wants his players to succeed so bad that, Sometimes he just gets out of character, and, and, and that happens. But, I mean, us players, like, like like Draymond said, we have that special relationship with him. Um, so that's, that's really not a big deal for us. That just shows how much he loves the game.
0: It's funny. It says a lot about because they'll say old people like me say your generation can't handle tough coaching like that anymore, that everybody has to be coddled and hugged. But that isn't the case. You You tend to respond to that kind of coaching as long as, of course, it comes from a good place, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's different for everybody. Um, I feel like if I didn't have that type of coaching in college, um, then I wouldn't have been as determined I was to to get better every day. Um, and I feel like Coach all he did a good job of, of just keeping me motivated. Um, it, it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, but for me and for players that are successful in the NBA for Michigan State, I feel like that worked for them.
0: Well, Miles, already. Right, all right, so we have you on record, your first hot take on ESPN. Lakers-Suns is going seven. Who wins, that yeah, wins Who wins it? Prediction locked. Who wins it? Who wins
4: it? Oh
0: yeah, we do need that. I don't
4: know. That's that's too tough to call. I just feel like LeBron's <laughs> not. I, I don't know. I feel like he's not going to let it. Let him go out in Game Six. Um. So so we'll see, man. All right. All
0: right. I like it. Great stuff, Miles. Good to talk to you. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, All let's, right, and Let's hope so. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Miles Bridges on good boy, the Good nasty. Year Hotline. Hey, they that up dunk com- go, They're up and coming. I know the Edwards dunk was impressive because of how high up he went. No, that was the one. That dunk on Capella was. Stupid. That was yeah, yeah. That was one of those like, what were you thinking? And it's a good thing you got that one down. Of course. you What going, he said about Lamelo though, of course you, he does make the game easier. Capella though, uh huh. Yep. If only there was somebody well, on the Knicks that could only, only dunk on Capella t- like that. Yeah. Dunk, you know. Well, yeah. we could use play him like a little, right little bit. Well, I need to. He's he's kind of chirping a little too much.
2: I don't like it. You don't need to change your voice. I keep do. telling you that. I do. You're in New York. Long mad, Islander. You don't you want
0: me to you get mad. Turn Italian when you start you to- don't want me to get mad. It's not Italian, it's New York, all right? <laughs> Call the roulette coming up next. 88 Say ESPN. Plus, we also have that huge development at Woj has a breaking story out of Boston. We'll discuss. KJZ, ESPN Radio and the ESPN Ow. Jay Will. I'm getting- it's time for Call a Roulette.
1: You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good.
0: I don't want to hear
2: any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question.
0: 888 729 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up.
2: Don't mess it up.
0: Especially you, Line 5. You don't need to say anything other than who you are, where you're from, and if you have a hot take or what your question is. Everybody's doing great. Key is so happy that the sun is shining now that he's back from his extended weekend. Rain, rain, go
2: away. Come back another day. It
0: did, today. (laughs) Let's spin it. Line five, right out of the gate. How you doing? Michael from Queens. How you guys doing? Hey, Michael. What's up, Mike? So first, Hey, first off, happy
2: Pride Month and Key. God bless you and your family, all right? Appreciate it. So I wanted to, I wanted to place a bet with you, Key, because this Lakers series is over, like Marcus Spears' garbage comment about the, the Cleveland team, all right? All right. If, if If the Lakers lose, or I should say when the Lakers lose, I'm going to need you to wear a Boomer Asias in jersey on the show. For one day. No. If they don't, I will wear a New York Rangers and I'll post it. No, because I don't yeah. care about the Rangers. So, no, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah. No, I'm well, not
2: wearing a Boomer Sierson jersey. Why not? Because I don't like him. Well, you That's never.
0: Why. Well, you wore a Kevin Love jersey.
2: But Kevin Love, you like. I don't. So, <laughs>
0: what's a difference. Yeah. It's also not really a great idea to do in <laughs> morning radio. Okay, let's spin it. thought it was a good idea, Michael. Line two. <laughs> <laughs> Jay always starts throwing. Yeah, it's,
2: uh, it's Robert from Virginia. Hey, Robert. Uh, love you guys. I really love the show. You guys do a great job, Bob. But we I don't know if you heard team. about the um, endorsement that Tim Tebow got uh, from Trevor Lawrence uh, saying oh, yeah. that he's in fabulous shape. Yeah. Yep. Hard worker. He's a great teammate. Yep. And um, I launches. think he's going to play a Taysom Hill-type role and – do some wildcat as well as tight end and yeah. uh, maybe some slot and H-back. You know, Robert. And I think Robert. he makes a team, and I think he'll be productive.
1: I like what you're saying. I don't know why people just can't support Tim Tebow. Really?
2: God, here we go. I just
1: don't step. understand why See, there's so much great share and animosity to so towards a guy <laughs> just trying to hang on and play football for as long as he can. <laughs> you're
2: such a troublemaker. Jeez,
1: Taysom Hill can him. actually
2: throw the football. No, that, it's not even a matter <laughs> what Taysom Hill can do. Taysom Hill can play football. Stop, Jay. I'm angry.
1: Stop. You're angry. Yeah, You're well, angry. That's what they think anyway. They think, they think that. I'm
0: angry, too. I'm with Key. I'm not putting a guy Stop. who runs a 4 8, 40 in the Taysom Hill role. Like, can we actually, before Stop, we just make Jay. this role for Tim Tebow, actually understand what Tim Tebow is as
3: a player? Man, don't
2: buy Although, you, know what, Jay. you know what, though? You know what Jay this is, is doing. Jay maybe you
0: just to... want to see a guy be successful. <laughs> you know what? Yeah! Just, but he he looks fast. Be though. successful. But he looks fast, and he's strong. So it can and be he, like a hard worker. Like it's like throwing a fastball, but really Get a changeup. It like gets the linebacker like he doesn't know. Like wait, wait.
1: And Evan, you're always angry at everything in life. So your point is angry. why do
2: you have to use the word angry?
0: Yeah, well, a not anger. No, you. Well, because I'm you just describing. Point fingers. Hey, by the way, so the woes tweet comes out just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago about Danny Ainge now contemplating his future with the Celtics. Jay, what do we think about that? I mean, is he basically falling on the sword, like it's like it's on me, like this failure's on me? Don't don't fire uh, Brad Stevens. I want to make this
1: last couple of minutes about the callers because that should be our topic for tomorrow. Because that that's There's a lot to for go all
0: there. the picks that Danny Ainge is. What's your take right now? You didn't get. I said it on the Sports Center. You didn't really
1: have a reaction yet, so I want to get your take. Yeah, because well, I mean, for all the picks that Danny Ainge has had, I mean, this year has been tough, obviously with COVID, but. There's a lot of questions zooming around Danny Ainge. I, I said it before. You can only put you can put it on
2: coaching and Brad Stevens
1: mm-hmm. and Danny Ainge.
2: Told you that window was closed. I'm trying to warn you and Perk a year ago, but being the football guy yeah. on the show, I don't know basketball. Well, yeah, yeah no, you know. you're you don't know basketball? No. I said that, but for no, Jason are,
1: Tatum and Jalen Brown, fan. that door isn't closed. But for the rest of the team, Kimba and Marcus Smart, that
0: door is open. Uh, is that the way to, to save Brad Stevens, though, is to say, okay, you know, let, remove me, don't remove that coach. Because Brad Stevens have a job in – a Maybe second. he takes
2: a different role in the front office. Maybe he becomes more of a senior advisor and somebody else Steps flies down, him.
1: repositioned inside the organization. Yeah, huh? reposition. Let's spin one Goodigan's. more time.
0: Spin one more time. Line three. Line
2: three. Hey, Donald from Nashville. What's happening? What up, hey, D? We're, we're, we're going to start giving them the business, man. Every time that dude go up, man. I'm holding my breath as we go down because it's like mm-hmm. that old lady that falling and can't get back up every time, man. And, and, and is AD Drummond really alert? better than than the guy we got from the Clippers? Is he really better than him? Montrezl Harrell? I don't know. I'm not the
0: coach. Wow. We'll see. Is AD Snoop will let you know. Call Snoop. Do you have any trust issues with AD? That's the question. No, said, Lots so to talk about that, tomorrow. Got, Greeny's um, next. Marcus, Hill.
2: Drummond.